Hello everyone, my name is CJ Finley, and today I will be filling in for Baldo and Nurse Doza. Baldo's out of town, and Doza has a couple patients that he's attending to, and I'm really excited for today's conversation and to meet today's guests. Hello everyone, my name is Melina Vicario. I'm known as La Biohacker, and your sensory acuity must be saying, I think that this lady is not a native English speaker. It's true. I come from Argentina and I'm so happy to be sharing the secrets of being happy and how to think on purpose, how to use the user manual of our brain, the one that we are not born with, to align our thoughts to our desired destiny, to our life purpose. And you practice what you preach. I've never, so just context for everybody listening, I've never met Melly. I was sitting here at the MSW lounge and getting ready for our appointment to talk in this podcast. And you probably gave me the best hug that I've had in a really long time. So the whole happiness effect that you're talking about, you're, you're really living that. And I'd love to kind of dissect for the audience who's listening, what are the characteristics that or habits that people can be striving towards to become that happier individual and program themselves as that happier individual? Because you exude it. Oh, yeah, this is a, a wonderful question. Uh, let's talk about happiness. And the first distinction that, that I would like to share is that many people think that happiness is a place where we arrive. Like it's... We, we are used to thinking it as a noun. But the truth is that happy is actually an adverb. It's the things you do happily. And we are going to talk more about how to program our mental world to do things happily. And this reminds me of one time I was in in a, in a seminar and one of the students, you know, this kind of student that likes to challenge, and he was, Meli, Meli, do you think that we all in the world, that we can all be happy? And I said, yes, absolutely, of course. And he was, so if you think that we can all be happy, who is going to take out the trash? And everyone laughs. It's a great question, <laughs> right? And he laughed. So. I ask him to remember a time, for example, that he has been madly in love oh, with the, that this feeling comes from your toes to your head and you are singing whatever you do. And I ask him, have you been like this? Mm, yes. And he was getting into state. So how did you take out the trash when you were in that state? And he was. Mm, yeah, happily, happily, because he was probably singing in his mind uh, with the choirs and sensations like big, wonderful representation. And this is another distinction. We think that we live in the world, but actually we live in our mental world. And I'm going to explain this from, from neuroscience and from mind technology perspective. So what we call reality is a 
thousands and millions and millions and billions of bits of information that is around us. And our human brain cannot grasp all this information. Nobody can grasp. We, we would be paralyzed if we would be able to grasp all this information. So our mind can also catch, can also grasp um, seven plus minus two chunks of information at every moment. It's a very, very tiny quantity compared to this huge information around us. So how do we catch this seven plus minus two? We delete, we distort, and we generalize this information. And this is why sometimes you see or we see people who you would say, oh, this person has everything to be so happy, so thankful, so wonderful, and they are not. They are suffering, they're angry, because even if the material characteristics of their life may be wonderful, their mental world is poor. Whereas you find people that maybe the the material reality is not that abundant, but they are singing in their brain, happy, uh, smiling, uh, anchoring and, and seeding good states in other people. And this is because their mental world is so rich. They anticipate wonderful things in the future. They remember good memories in, the, in what we could call the holographic mind, which is the representations, the mental representations that surround us uh, and are like, um, they, it's like our, our brain is a movie it, a movie a projector mm. and we project these representations in our mental world and when when we learn about this and we watch people talk and really listen how people talk you can identify what they are representing in this holographic mind if they have bad memories for for from the past and bad plans for the future and are becoming so negative or if they have music excitement and wonderful shiny plans for the future the good news is that when we learn to identify what we have in our mental world we can also learn how to change it on purpose and if I change the way I think, it changes what I feel and it changes what I can do. I love all that. When I think about happiness and people becoming happy, I tend to lean towards thinking and asking myself the question, why are they unhappy in the first place? And that's a question I'd love to ask you. So anyone that's trying to ch take out the trash, as you were saying, in a more happy state what is what are the main drivers of making them in today's society unhappy in the first place that you've seen ah uh, well um i i really like what you're saying and and i think that in this place and this is so rich we may have a, like a different view um 
because I think that if we have, let's imagine that we have a mental light, right? And this light will determine what we delete, what we distort and what we generalize and what information we get into our mental world. So if I ask someone why, why they are unhappy, the, the brain will turn this mental light to find a lot of reasons to be unhappy. So uh, maybe someone was bullied in school, uh, maybe they had a bad experience, maybe they were robbed or something. So, uh, and the other thing uh, is that maybe uh, going to the, to the why and to the reason may make us presuppose that our story determines um, our success or determines our, our future or our state now. Whereas, um, and I like to say, if, if looking for the, the root cause or, or the why is working for someone, then this is wonderful. I have a lot of people come to the, to the kind of approach that I work with uh, saying, look, for example, I am very shy. And I know the reason, and I have uh, investigated and gone through the reason, like because when I was a kid, I was made fun of, and this happened to me, and this happened to me, and I know the reason very well, and I continue to be very shy. I don't know how to change it. So here, what we know now from neuroscience is that what we call a problem or an issue is aligned is aligned to something uh, in our brain that we can call a mental um, a neural pathway a neural way in our brain so when we think about the problem this we walk this this path in our brain and every time that we explain and repeat or repeat the, the problem I like I was I am shy because this and this and mm. this we walk this path again in our brain and it's the same path and it becomes stronger when maybe what we want is to disconnect this path and create a new neural pathway so for that one way to to shift from the why to changing it is to go from why to how. How do you know that you are unhappy and that you are not feeling wonderful? How do you program this in your brain? No matter your story, no matter the, the history, what is it that you do in your brain to feel this way? Or what is the mental representation linked to the feeling of unhappiness? And then we go in a completely different world. So people start, oh, okay, so what, what, what do I do? What is in my mental world? Maybe I'm thinking about some bad memory from the past. 
And how are you representing it in your brain? Is it, if, if the person is feeling really bad, generally it is a huge representation of something bad in their brain. And I like this analogy. If we come back to our house, to where we live, and we see a huge wall, the biggest wall of our home, that is painted with some bad memory, some bad experience, what would be the first thing that we would do if this is in our house? We would paint over it. Paint over <laughs> it. We would remove it. We wouldn't let it there. But somehow we leave bad memories, bad representations in our mental world because nobody taught us how to remove it or sometimes we are not even aware of the re mental representation linked to how we're feeling so coming back to the maybe this person that is suffering for being shy when you uh, you say how do you get shy if i was you and I had to, I take, like, give me your job description. I will get shy for you. You have a holiday for being shy. I will do it for sh for you. But I have to do it exactly, exactly as you do it, as if I'm inside you. How do you feel, how do you get shy? And then the, this person start detecting, well, I am thinking, I I see an image of, when I was in in school and the other classmates were making fun of me. Okay, so where do you see it? Mm, I see it over here, maybe on the left, let's suppose. Uh, which is where most people uh, represent their memories. Their visual, visual representations from the past generally are on the left for the right-handed people. So, and how big is this representation? Oh, it's huge. It's like bigger than life. And it has sounds and it's in 3D. It's a powerful representation. So the first step for this is if I ask this person to make the representation bigger, how, how does this person feel? So suddenly the person makes it bigger and feels worse, but he has done it on purpose for the first time. He feels that he is running his own brain. He has the control, he is in the driver's seat. So the next step is to make the representation smaller, move it to the other side. If it is on the left, you can move it to the right and start playing with this representation, spin it around, make it a blinking spot, throw it very far away, make it really, really, really small or put it in black and white. And you detect how by changing what you think, it changes what you feel and it changes what you can do. And then you have an empty space in your home, like this wall that we were talking about, now you paint over it. What do you want to paint in that wall in your home? What do you want to paint in your mental world that is aligned to your life purpose? Maybe uh, it can be uh, people that you are admire saying, 
life is wonderful you are able to do anything you are enough you are loved you are amazing uh, learning is easy or anything that is really working to make you make us smarter make better decisions be more mo motivated more relentless and follow our passions our life purpose with ferocious determination I like the end to that. <laughs> I feel like that's what I want. That's what everybody wants. And I have more of a personal question because your tagline on Instagram is LA biohacker. So I'm assuming that you're into all different facets of biohacking. Where does happiness come into that? So it's just like, I really like this conversation because it's new to me. I haven't, when I think biohacking, I haven't really thought of how do we cultivate a mindset towards achieving happiness personally for you where did that start like that attachment to the happiness side of biohacking oh well um it came from from a personal thing like many people who uh, who dedicate themselves to uh, teach these kind of things I was, oof, let me, re well, I was working as a cross-cultural trainer in China 10 years ago. And something like really, I, I had a wonderful life there in China. I was teaching people from all over the world and something really tragic happened. My father got very sick and I came back to Argentina, I left everything that like my whole life in China and I was very sad and my father passed away. It was a very tragic time. And I went to what we could call traditional ways to deal with it. So I would, I was working on why I was feeling so bad and, and maybe representing again all these sad things that happened to me. And I continue to be very sad. So I look for another approach. And I found uh, this mind technology that is called neuro-linguistic programming. And I, I started checking what, what was in my mental world every day. Um, we biohackers, and I love biohacking, we biohackers say, when you wake up, uh, Expose yourself to the natural sunlight before exposing yourself to your phone, right? Mm, yep. And then we say, we biohackers say, hydrate with minerals and water before drinking your coffee, right? So at that time, I learned also to program your mental world before being exposed to anyone, any social media, to having any contacts, any news. Choose your thoughts on purpose. I started being aware of my own thoughts and I was feeling, I was feeling very sad at that time. And I identify the very negative thoughts that were in my mental world. So I started checking how I can change these thoughts. How can I change what I think? How can I be a creative designer of my mental world? 
it is my mental world. I, I can do anything with it. And this is what I tell people, like, you are the creative artist, you are the engineer of your mental world. And you can make it as exciting as you want. I say, um, if you have a goal and you you represent this goal and you represent it visually like larger than life in 3D with a fluorescent colors and and then you can put some music to it like Indiana Jones music then you you see now we are both smiling because this is something wonderful to have in our mental world then suddenly this music is in our mental world and we are thinking about our life purpose our goals and we're feeling wonderful then suddenly we are bringing all these chemicals in our brain our we are changing our neurochemistry and with this neurochemistry we create neuroplasticity and we are able to enlarge our mental world on purpose we are able to see more opportunities we are able to see more wonderful things to 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 see like all the shiny things in the world all the wonderful opportunities there because we are doing it on purpose it's am i saying that everything is in the world is so shiny and perfect no i i'm i'm a little naive maybe but not that naive what i'm saying is that we are using these filters that our brain has on purpose so that we are focusing on what serves us we are deleting distorting and generalizing on purpose for each situation and talking about purpose and coming back to the characteristics of the happy people happy people there was a study that i i love that dr richard bandler the the creator of neurolinguistic programming did and he um, he did something very challenging at that time like in the 70s the 80s because people wanted to find like a cure for depression and many uh, many therapists were studying the depressed people studying why they are depressed so he did something revolutionary he said i don't want to study the depressed people i don't want more depressed people i don't want to know their strategies I want to study the happy people, live people who live happily. What do they do in their brain? Uh, presupposing that if one brain can do something, the other brain can also do that thing, right? So excellent is learnable. Excellence has a learnable structure. Um, talent has a learnable structure. So he put a, like an ad in the newspaper looking for these people with high EQ, EQ, with the little trauma that, that were enjoying life and flowing and uh, with good communication, all these wonderful characteristics. And he found out, studying them, that happy people have first have a purpose that is bigger than themselves which now I think that we all know it, right? We, if we are living a life where we are pursuing a destiny that does good 
to ourselves and to other people, then we are going to live happily. They follow this life purpose relentlessly, every day asking, how can I do it? In reaching their mental world to be able to do it. Ferocious determination, wanton desire, programming your own, your own mental world, getting all this wonderful neurochemistry to find solutions, to find ways. They follow it in a flexible way because sometimes, I mean, sometimes we can do it the way we want, sometimes not, but when it's not, okay, which other way can I find to reach this purpose that is bigger than myself? And these people who live happily, they also program their mental world. They are able to remove these bad representations that we were talking about. Bad representations general, generally are or bad memories from the past or bad future, our bad plans for the future, thinking everything will be awful in the future, I won't be able to, or remembering a bad time from the past. So for these two things, what we can do is what we learned about spinning it around, changing the size, making it small, throwing it away, um, making it black and white until it disappears. And then when we wake up, we install the thoughts that are aligned to our life purpose. We can do a reverse engineering, like we write and I encourage everyone to write with their hands what is their life purpose, and then to do a reverse engineering. What do I choose to think every day? To change what I feel, change what I do, change my identity, and create this desired life that I'm building. Engineer it, starting from the thoughts that we think every day in the morning, like the morning sun, feet on the ground, uh, hydration, nourishing, and nourishing your mental world, making it robust so that when you find maybe another person that doesn't know this and tells us a message like life is so awful or this kind of thing, uh -uh, there's no space for that in our mental world because we have programmed it and we have it robust enough to go walking around with this kind of mental world. All of it makes sense when you hear it, like when you speak it. It leaves me feeling like, why isn't this taught and educated from the moment we were born, no matter what country or continent you're on? Like, I feel like, again, everything that you're saying makes sense. Define your life purpose and the steps that you're talking about to become a, a happier person. Look at the happier qualities, not the depressive qualities, and then learn to increase that state and compound that over your lifetime. In your belief, why isn't it something that is more talked about in 2022? Like we humans have been here for so long and even me, I podcast all the time and it's rare that I get to have a conversation just around happiness why isn't it like my parents never talked about this is how you become a happier adult and i don't think that's a conversation that any of my friends or family members were having 
with each other. Why is that the case? This is a, a very, very wonderful question. Um, I think that if, if we are able, if we know these techniques, if we know, the, if we develop these skills of programming our mental world, we are more free. And if we don't know how to program our mental world and we don't program our mental world, then other entities can program our mm. mental world. And this, what I'm sharing here, uh, this is something that many entities know. This is something that the marketing people know. This is something that is the, the po uh, politics, um, marketers, many people know this, um, these skills about how to uh, program other people's mental world. Uh, actually, it's. I think that I would be so happy to share it with in in another podcast. But there is a, there are hypnosis techniques that these entities use, and they use on many people. And the way to um, to stop this and not to allow this programming of our mind by other people if it, if it is not aligned to our life purpose is to know. So I think that uh, maybe that's the reason why uh, it is not as known as it should be. I also believe, I truly believe that this is something that should be taught in school, that we should be taught uh, about how to program our mental world is that if we change the way we think, it changes what we feel. That a feeling is not something external that a mosquito bite me, I'm feeling sad or a mosquito bite me. No, it's something that is related to the way we think. We can change it. If, if we want to change our state, if we want to change the way we're feeling about something, this is easier than to get cured from a cold. Really. And this is wow. But because from the cold, maybe you have to wait for the process. But for this, you identify the thought linked to it. And you can change your thoughts. It is our brain. It is... We, we can become absolutely more free by practicing. And this is something that the more we do it, the better we become. Until we reach a moment when, when, when we are really protagonists of our mental world and we are, we are really, really free. And we can hypnotize ourselves. We can tap into the power of our unconscious mind that is so powerful and subtle and get propelled towards our life purpose even effortlessly with, with our unconscious power. Like we, now you and I, we're using language and it is a very complicated mental process to understand and use language, but we are doing it effortlessly 
because our unconscious mind is doing it. So how wonderful would it be to unconsciously, effortlessly find uh, the capabilities to program our mental world with joy, with pleasure, with uh, oh, with worshiping existence? That's a great question. And I agree with you on the reasons why it doesn't exist. And it's because when the majority is programming you in one way, you don't even know that you're being that programmed because everyone around you is there. So it's it's much easier to like walk into a gym and physically see like, are you skinny? Are you overweight? Are you short? Are you tall? Like you can see that, but in your mental world, I can't compare my mental world to someone else's mental world. So I don't even know, are they singing the Indiana Jones song like you are talking about? <laughs> or are they singing something really depressive? Which one am I singing? Like, I don't even know that. So I think it starts with just like cells in a body. The more good cells that you can start accumulating, like they start taking over. So I, I'm a big believer. I'm an optimist. I think that in today's world, like a lot of people are transitioning into a better state of mind. And it's just going to take decades and maybe centuries for more of those people to multiply because we have the information like this podcast to get that information out there. Now, what can the people do out there that are into biohacking and all the things biohacking you mentioned, like getting out in the sunlight, not not staring at your phone. What are the other things that you've seen have a good impact on overall joy and happiness? So if you were to like create a checklist of practical, physical things that people could do to then transition into their mental world, what would that checklist look like for you? Oh, this is, this is great. So... I would go for uh, when you when you start your day to be expo like we said be exposed to the natural light first like open your eyes expose yourself to natural light first and then let's suppose that you have already created maybe it can be at 21 thoughts I like the number 21 you got it can be 10 but choose the the thoughts that uh, that are aligned to your life purpose um and and i would say do it right away i think this is one of the most important things that we can have in our lives is a written paper of our desired destiny that is bigger than ourselves then you think that destiny that identity with the reverse engineering it is linked to which thoughts on purpose maybe the thought of like making money is easy uh, working out is fun uh, i learn easily so thoughts about yourself thoughts about other people thoughts about the world thoughts about things that, that are important to you like working out eating healthy um the interactions with people and then you choose you write these thoughts only writing the phrase is not enough. You have to install it in your mental world. And the installation of the thoughts has five characteristics that it must meet. 
and you can summarize it at, as BACOG. BACOG is visual characteristics, like is it a movie, is it an image, how big is it, is it life-size, bigger than life. A is auditory. What are the voices? And what music, what sounds, where are they coming from? Are they really loud? Are they very small? Is it a whispering? Is it exciting? How, how, how are these? They, um, and, I, and you identify and you put it on purpose. Like if, it, if you're saying life is wonderful, then it's... It sounds maybe more convincing than if your thought is life is wonderful, but you install life is wonderful. Uh, uh, uh. Then it, w it won't work. The characteristics are so important of how you install it. So visual, auditory, kinesthetic. How is the sensation and movement in this representation? Is it a sensation in, in, the, in your wiggling toes that goes up your body and spreads all around? Or how is it? O is for olfactory. Is there a smell? Maybe mint, roses, a rainy day, the ocean, uh, whatever you like, a perfume that you like, and the G Bacog is gustatory. What is the flavor that you feel? What, what do you taste? Do you taste like strawberries or chocolate or something that you love? So this is how you put this, these thoughts into your mental world with these Bacog characteristics, visual, auditory, a kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory characteristics. And you can play with them. The more you play with them, the better you become in putting this music and changing the, the changing it the place where you put it in your mental world, make it bigger, bigger, bigger. Or if something is affecting you, make it smaller, 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 and dissociate and, and dissociate again and dissociate again and see it from very, very far away until you become a master. So then you have chosen your thoughts on purpose and every morning give yourself the gift of installing it before being exposed to anything, social media, the news, other people. Because sometimes, and I'm going to say something, it may be controversial and it is tough, but sometimes the bad programming of our brain comes from very well-intentioned people that we love a lot. Maybe someone that loves us so much and is a person that we respect and is worried for us, maybe will say, oh no, don't do that because it's dangerous. You, you won't be able to do, the, do it. No, this is not for you or something like this. Completely out of love, maybe maybe completely out of love. But if this is a person that we trust, we have the risk to install this in our mental world. 
Sometimes it, it could even be, a, I don't know, a, a loving parent saying, no, 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 you, you won't be able to, don't, no, don't do it, it's, it's too risky, or stay, stay where you are, stay safe, right? And this is why it is so important to be uh, aware of what is in our mental world, because Sometimes uh, the, the things said by people we respect can operate as a post-hypnotic suggestion. It, it could happen when we are um, very young and maybe a teacher uh, says, oh, oh, that painting is horrible, you are not artistic. As if there was a gene of art, there's not a gene, it's a strategy. So, and suddenly we are adults and we find ourselves and maybe a friend says, oh, do you want to meet and paint something? And you get into this trance, like a bad trance, thinking, oh, I am not artistic. Where did this come from? It's a bad post-hypnotic suggestion from someone that we look up in the, in the past. This is why... <laughs> program your mental world and get together with what I like to call the vitamin people. People that give you good post-hypnotic suggestions. If we think it uh, deeply, we are all hypnotists. We are all um, in a way manipulating or having an impact in the other person's mental world. So when we interact with someone else, we can ask ourselves, how can I put a seed of hope in this person? How can I anchor a smile? How can I make this person feel good for no reason at all? just to create this awesome neurochemistry in this person. And this is why it is so important to find places where these vitamin people can gather and potentiate themselves. Like this place, like this is one of my favorite places in, in Austin because you enter and it's all vitamin people, you know. Baldo, Jonathan, now I met you, another vitamin people with these smiles that are contagious. Ah, like in Paleo Effects, it was full of vitamin people. And I believe that the, the community will become stronger and more free by this gathering of vitamin people yeah we all gotta stay vitamized <laughs> yeah that's that's the saying we have here is like stay vitamized i i love that response and it's one of the things that hits home with me where it, if you want to have a great life start with great days and if you want to have great days start with a great morning like when you first what up wake up you gotta set that intention and it's something that I think gets underutilized because we're all, especially as biohackers, we're looking for the next technologies or the next vitamin IV to put in us when the reality is every morning when we wake up, if we had nothing, how can we still be happy 
and have joy and have peace in our lives. And that's our mental world, setting that peace of mind right when you wake up. It doesn't really cost anything. It just costs you time and energy and being really conscious of where you're putting that time and energy right to begin your day is going to bleed over into everything else throughout that day, which makes a great day, which then makes a great week, month, year, decades, lifetime, right? Um, This has been a really inspiring conversation. I'm happy I was available today to fill in and connect with a new vitamin person like yourself. It means a lot. And to wrap up, I'd love to just give you the floor to kind of explain to our audience uh, how they can support you best. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time. I'm so happy to connect with the audience. We can connect by Instagram. It's at La Biohacker. I have a YouTube channel, Melina Vicario, La Biohacker. Mostly I share all this knowledge in Spanish and to the Spanish speaking community. And I just, um, well, not just published, it's a year ago. So I published the first ever Biohacking and Thinking on Purpose book in Spanish, uh, which you can also get uh, till now in Spanish, probably soon in English too. Uh, in Amazon, uh, or you can connect with me by Instagram at LaBioHacker, and I can give you more information. I am so happy, so thankful to be sharing this here in Austin, in this amazing city to the world. Yeah, it was awesome, and we'll have to. You'll have to come back, and we'll get Baldo in here, and you can do a Spanish version of the podcast that we just <laughs> that we just did. That would be awesome. Uh, I'd love to see that because that will give me an opportunity to work on some of my Spanish. Um, but again, thank you so much for spending your time here with us at the MSW Lounge. And anybody that's listening, my big takeaway today was really at the end when you're just saying set that intention every morning that you wake up because that's going to really bleed over into all the rest of your days and if you want to have a happier life it really just starts with understanding your purpose understanding what that happiness is to you and then really just practicing those habits each and every day just like you do so this is cj finley again i've been uh filling in for baldo and nurse doza today but they'll be back on on the next episode if you would love to learn more about Melly, please go to her Instagram. It's La Biohacker, so L-A Biohacker on Instagram. Please tell her that we sent you uh, her way. Mm-hmm.